I felt like I was walking on eggshells all the time because it felt as if at any moment I can go to hell because I'm not doing enough. Um, and that's where you see a lot of people who grew up in churches where the gospel might not have been really fleshed out, where they become atheists because it's like, I can't do enough to please him anyway, so why, why trust him? Why believe in him? Um, I'm still the same person. I'm still wicked. I'm still sinful. That was a clip from American Gospel, Christ Alone, Jackie Hill, talking about her experience in a church that didn't exactly preach the gospel accurately. And that is how she felt. So we're going to get into that. Today's topic is saved by works. And that is in the form of a question. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Alpha and Omega TV. We want to thank you guys for joining us today here at Alpha and Omega TV. We broadcast live and uncut commentary regarding scripture, current events, testimonies, and teaching. We do this all for the glory of the one true living God, Jesus Christ. So we want to thank you for joining us today. So it's funny because yesterday we actually recorded the entire episode that we're talking about today. However, it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it was good. However, because I did not, um, well, because Maria wasn't here to hook everything up and get it every get everything prepared. We're doomed daughter, in other words. Or, <laughs> yeah, man. it almost feels like that. Yesterday, Maria was out. She was out of the studio because uh, she she couldn't make it due to personal reasons. Um, but we went to get we went ahead and just and we don't really have to hook up anything. It's just kind of like you just plug in a cable and you hit record and there you go. Uh, however. Maria usually does all of this and we yesterday record yeah we just hit record and it's ready yesterday however was very different and we accidentally recorded the entire episode on the laptop microphone and so that was a total disaster for those of you guys who know how it sounds to record on a microphone for a computer you know that it's pretty bad compared to actual microphones that are for this purpose for speaking. So that went terribly wrong. And so today we're re-recording. So um, we're better prepared. We're ready for this. And we're going to dive right into this. But we want to thank Maria for always being there, for being the workhorse of the company and the, and the podcast. The backbone, really. Yeah. She really is. She's what keeps us going. So Maria, shout out to you. We know you listen to all the podcasts because you tell us you do. And uh, we love you even more for that. So thank you. All right, so you guys heard it at the beginning. Um, you hear Jackie Hill talking about walking on eggshells. And, and a lot of the times, you might even have this concept of your salvation and your walk with Christ that sometimes you feel like um, you're not doing enough for God. And this could lead you even to be depressed. It could lead you to be very... Um, very sad, and some people it leads them to just abandon the faith completely because it's too hard. Yeah, people because think it's too hard to keep walking, right? Exactly. It's it's a burden that we cannot handle, and the reason people feel this way is because it really is. It is something that we cannot do by human strength. We cannot walk out a life worthy of the calling of God. And the only way we're able to do this is by the power of his Holy Spirit, which he seals every believer with after he calls them to salvation. So 
This is this task is humanly impossible without his spirit. But with his spirit, it is possible because with God, all things are possible. So we want to get into this. And the reason why we think this is very important is because we want you to understand the biblical the biblical context of being saved, of being in Christ, and the fact that God is the one who initiates salvation, who works out the sanctification in you. Of course, this is also you partaking in the sanctification process. God puts the desire in your heart and you execute it by his power. And he is the one who keeps you in salvation and preserves you till the end. So we want to talk a little bit about this, but we want to give a little bit of context of our background and how we used to believe that at any moment we could lose our salvation. We could do something that would get us out of God's salvation, and then we'd have to repent to kind of reconstruct the relationship and kind of work our way up to the trust, to tr- to, to have God's trust again. And then when we'd fail we'd have to start all over again and build that trust until we felt like we were assured in our salvation. At least this was my experience. And this is a little bit about what uh, Jackie Hill was talking about in the beginning of this podcast, how sometimes you do feel like you're walking on eggshells and you feel like at any moment you can lose your salvation or at any moment, if you die and, and you didn't repent of that last sin, that's it. It's over for you. You're going to hell. So Along with this, we want to kind of teach you the biblical perspective of this, and we also want to encourage you, for those of you who truly are in Christ, and later on in the segment is, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, knowing that you're truly in Christ versus thinking and deceiving yourself of you actually being in Christ. So anyways, uh, without further ado, Brian, I want to ask you, because you kind of lived, um, you lived a time where you were taught that we could lose our salvation at any moment. Uh, we had to work out our salvation. We had to work it. So basically God did his part and now you have to put your part and add to the salvation process of God. So um, getting, how was that? A good example of that um, about God doing his part and our part is saying he planted the seed in us, right? Planting a seed. Um but start off before I get into that. Um, we were we were taught more because I I wasn't so biblically um biblically like I didn't have any biblical scriptures to back me up or anything. I wasn't I wasn't into the word. I would only be reading here and there, um, passages to passages, but I wouldn't be reading it thoroughly. And and just to give a little bit of background, uh, we didn't read the Bible before. It was just like a little too. bit here and there. Yeah, we, we, we read the Bible, but we didn't read it with the point of learning from it. We we took it as, what can I get for my life? What can I apply to me? There's these seven things that they taught us in the, the devotional time. Right. Um, it was like an application, Rama and all that. But Right. Um, so it was it was a more, we read the Bible for just just a personal application and not, uh, not a teaching. Yeah. Not a real teaching, not reading in context, not understanding what the passage meant. It's like whatever he was speaking we to. Want to. Yeah, whatever see. we wanted to hear. And if there was a promise or a command that we liked, we would <laughs> take it and pray on that. So that's just a little bit of background of how we kind of used to study and read. Well, not really study, just read the Bible in yeah. that way. 
and I, I wasn't biblically knowledge, but in the back of my mind, I knew that um, salvation was your faith. But then, um, it, I, we were always taught like serve, right? Um, be part of a ministry. Doesn't really matter if you want to be in the worship or in the children or any ministry, as long as you're serving, right. you're good, right? And that was my mentality. Just keep serving the kingdom of God and my treasures in heaven will be added up, right? Helping people off the streets or something. My treasures in heaven will be added up more and more and more. But with Miss Miss Hills, right? She she put it in a another perspective way more dangerous. I mean, um she she told us about how whatever she did was ro- was wrong. That thing that doomed her to having her to start over all from the beginning from point zero everything that she done everything that she collected um whatever she messed up on boom went back to zero and that that's another scary thing you know she's always in panic probably or paranoid or like man she's always working hard to to um have a right to be righteous right but that's that's not the case with um that's earning your salvation which is which is what we want to speak on today. Right. And, and that's what we want to make clear today that um, for some of the, some of you guys who are feeling this way, that you at any moment could mess up and go and be pretty much doomed to hell. Even, even after knowing Christ and even after, you know, you have the Holy spirit, not because you speak in tongues, not because um, any of these things that you, you manifest that doesn't mean you have the Holy Spirit. You know you have the Holy Spirit when you have a true change of heart. When now, when you sin, it actually hurts you and you know that you've failed God and that leads you to repentance, that leads you to ask God for forgiveness. And as First John one nineteen says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So. We, we go through our lives sometimes when we're taught wrongly about our salvation and we think that we have something to do with that. And that's what we want to make clear today, that you have nothing to do with your salvation and you have been saved by the grace of God. And if you have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you truly do uh, long to please him, to love him, to, to exalt him, to let others know that isn't something that's human. That is something that comes from above. It comes from heaven. And that should be a clear indication that you have been born again, that you've received the spirit of God, which is a mark of our salvation. Um, it is it is the thing that seals us. And so you have nothing to do with the fact that you've been saved who who can who can say that something that has been declared uh, clean that it is unclean later? If God has called something clean, that is what it is, and that is what happens with the sacrifice of Christ. He calls those who are His. He calls them clean. He calls them holy. He calls them sanctified. He he calls them consecrated. He calls them His children. He calls them co-heirs with Christ. And so when, when you have that, you can rest in the arms of the Savior. And knowing this, 
knowing this will not cause you to say, well, I have salvation now. Now let me go back to the world and sin like crazy because I can, because I'm safe now. No, if that is the case and if that is your situation, then the reality is you don't even know him. You don't even know God and you don't even understand what sin is. It's the very thing that separated us from God and it's the very thing that God is going to pour his wrath on because of unrepentant hearts. So there's nothing you can do to earn salvation and there's nothing you can do to keep your salvation for this is all a process of God. And Brian's going to share something now. If I may add, um, recently I, I encountered a Jehovah, Jehovah witness and um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to speak poorly of them or anything. I just want to um, kind of um, share with everyone. And also if you are Jehovah witness, please don't take this the wrong way or offensively, just be open to hear it. Because um, so many will say, well, James chapter two, verse, um, I believe six um, says, no, eight. Wait, let me make sure. Well, in James chapter two, verse 14, it says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but not, but does not have works? They throw, they throw a verse like that, like you must have faith and works in order for your salvation. Um, sad, sad as it is, you have to read the context. Um, not sad as it is, but like sad to just take that verse by itself and believe that verse. You have to read the context in order to understand that verse. Because just a couple of verses ahead, um, I think verse 16 says, um, no, 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. The two differences, right? Can, can you hear it? how, how um, he says, show me your faith apart from your works? I mean, so if you have faith, can that save you? I'm, I'm asking that. If someone has faith, can that save you? If you have faith, yeah, faith in what? In God. Yes. Okay. And once they have faith, right? What happens after that? If you have faith in God. In God. That means God has given you the ability to believe. Mm -hmm. Meaning, therefore, he has saved you because now you're going to put your trust and faith in Christ. You're going to believe the word and you're going to surrender your life to him. Boom. That That's because Jesus Christ has already died for us, right? That's the done part. And now what does he tell you to do after? He tells you to do good works. That's after the fact you've been saved though. Yeah. So th this verse is, he's saying, show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. The fruits that he's been sharing through his faith because he, by God, right? And um, soon I'm going to be speaking with, um, with a younger male. He's going to be coming and share, sharing with me. He, um, the lady who, who comes to see my mom, she, she, um, she wants to invite this, um, this youth to talk to me about, um, faith and works. And I would want to, for him to, um, come here and have a sh chat, um, with us. So 
if you guys can pray for that, that he may come and then we have a, have a nice um, ch chat with him. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to have um, any person from a different faith and just kind of analyze our beliefs in the Bible. I know Jehovah Witnesses do believe in the Bible. Uh, Mormons believe in the Bible um, and other religions do believe in the Bible as well. So I think that should be our source, our go-to place to, um, if there's any differences, to argue those differences and just stick to scripture and we can go from there. But just as Brian was saying that there's, there's really nothing that we do in regards to our salvation and God puts it in us to be obedient. He puts his spirit, his spirit gives us the desire to please God. It's amazing when, because before we knew him, we had no desire of things like waiting for marriage to have relationship with your wife, with your husband, or with the person that you love. We had no intentions of that because the world says you can do it now. Why, why not do it now? Um, when you're before Christ, you don't have desires to really be uh, honoring to your parents. You don't have desires to be obedient to God. You don't have desires to follow the commands. You don't have these desires by nature. By nature, we want to sin. We want to sin. Yeah, because it feels good, because we love it, because, you know, it's the thing that that fills us for that moment. It's exhilarating for some reason as, as humans. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we, we, ha we, we get pleasure in doing what we know is forbidden. Yeah. We take great pleasure in that. And, and that's the thing that when you come to know Christ and when you've, and when you've been given his spirit, you no longer, you might do these things, but now it's not the same because you will be led to repent of that. To repent means to turn away, a complete turning away, the, a renewal of your mind, a rejection of what you've just done. And these things don't come from human, human will. These are the will of God. And that's what God places in us as he works, um, as he works out our sanctification and prepares us for when he returns and he takes his bride, which will be blameless and spotless. So just keep in mind, guys, we are being conformed to the image of Christ throughout our lives. And that is why we should submit to God and read his word so we can know what he expects of us now as children, now as co-heirs, now as slaves of the gospel. That is what we have to do now. That should be that. That's how you will know that your heart has been changed. You'll know that your heart has been changed because you now desire to do the very things that before you probably thought you'd never do. I never thought I would be here talking about the Bible I never thought I'd be here um, building a podcast place to talk about the Bible, to talk about God. I never in a million years would have pictured this. But now, again, because these are desires that God puts in you to do. And I can honestly say that I delight in doing this because I know that this is truth, because I know that it changes lives. Not what I'm saying, but what God has already written in his word is what changes lives and brings people from death into life in Christ himself. So 
I, I do want to share. I don't know if you want to add something to that, Brian. But no, that's perfect. What you said. Um, the goal is to share the gospel, the good news that we know how to rely on ourselves, that we are born um, sinners. Our nature is to sin, and the good news is that he he um, he died, became sin, right, and resurrected, and it's a beautiful thing that um, Christ would do such such a thing for us as um, a sinner and continues failing. And he gave us, um, I guess, like, I don't know, not to say I guess, but we are now righteous through him. He redeemed us. He, he bought us back so that we may be his and only his and glorify him. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's so much, this topic can be saved for later because this is a beautiful thing to speak about. And just to, just to just speak about this for hours, right? Yeah. And it's, it really admire, is. admire that. It's, it really is. Just like it says in Romans chapter five, verse eight, but God demonstrates his own love towards us. And that while we were, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So notice that it was while we were still sinners, he died for us. And that is a, that is a very beautiful scripture, powerful as well, that even while we did not know him, he knew us and he died for us, for those who would be his. And to be clear, you cannot be saved with any, anybody else because Christ, Jesus, Jesus Christ is the mediator and no one can go to the father except through the son. This is in John chapter 14, verse six. He is the mediator. He is the middleman because who is God? Someone who is pure, right? And holy. And who is man? Sinful and not holy, filthy and, and takes pleasure in, in pleasure. <laughs> takes pleasure in evil things, wicked things. These things come from the heart. So yeah, absolutely. There is no other way to salvation, but Jesus Christ um, everyone else is, everyone else is just a man-made God. And there, there's no salvation under any other name but Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and and to be holy again, and in order to encounter the Holy Father, our God, is only through Christ, who He gives us righteousness. Not because we're not, we are not perfect. He He allows us to be perfect by our glorified bodies and through him, only through him. That's why it's the, he is the mediator. Through him, we are saved. That's how we are able to get to God. He is a mediator. Absolutely. He is the only way. And I want to play another clip as we um, get towards the end of this message, this uh, commentary. Um, when you are when you are exposed to the gospel, to the fact that Jesus Christ came, he took on flesh as a man and God at the same time, humbled himself to death on a cross. He bore our sins. He became sin. The man who knew no sin became sin for our sake. He was crucified and he endured the wrath of God. And then he came back and resurrected defeating death and then 
ascended to the father after he's uh, showed up to many witnesses after the fact that he died and came back. Um, this very gospel, and of course, it's a very, very brief summary of the gospel. But when you when you're confronted with it, you, there's 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 two reactions you could have. There is uh, one that is prideful and then says, you know, well, I'm a good person, so I think I should be fine. I should be going to heaven, which a lot of people actually consider themselves good people. Um, a lot of people actually say, well, I think I'm a good person. I think I do good things. I don't think I do that much bad. And I think that's the reason why I'm going to heaven. So that's one reaction to the gospel. Um, another reaction to the gospel is, well, if this is the case, then there's no hope for me. There is absolutely no way that I could be saved and there is no door that I could walk through to be saved. But uh, I want to play a clip from uh, Dr. Julius Kim, and he's talking exactly about this very situation. And so I want you guys to go ahead and take a listen to what he has to say in regards to this. So let's go ahead and play that clip, Maria. Go ahead. We're damning people to those twin possibilities of pride on the one hand or despair on the other. And this is why the gospel is so important, because the gospel comes in in the middle of both of those and says, yeah, you're right. You aren't good enough on the one hand, but Jesus was good for you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's very clear. He's good for you. He, he, yeah. he was good for you. Exactly. In other words, guys, he was good on your behalf. Meaning again, who, who is, who, who does God look at when he sees you as a child of God? Who is he looking at? His son. He's looking at his son. He's looking at Jesus Christ, the one who walked a perfect life here on earth, who followed the law to the T and who was the one who bore our sins, took the wrath of God resurrected and is now sitting at the right hand of the father in a place of power and authority over everything. And he is the one who represents us. He is our lawyer. He is the one who goes before the father and said, this, this person is justified by what I have already done. And so if you're listening to this, you should take great comfort that the savior, I mean, maybe you already understood he was your savior, but you, you have to understand that when God looks at you, he sees Christ. He doesn't see anything that you could ever do that you could ever say nothing. He, he does not see that he sees his son in you. Why? Because of the finished work of Christ sacrifice on the cross, the resurrection, um, and, and the ascension, everything. That's what he sees. And he sees the fact that we've been justified by him and him alone. Can we add anything? Can we add anything to what the Lord has already done? No. What can we add? What can we add to the perfect work of Christ to the master? We can't add anything to that. So, are your good works in vain? No. Once you're saved, 
They are not in vain. For the Father rewards those who seek Him, who love Him, and who walk with Him. But you understand and we understand that these works are a result of our salvation, of the faith that He has given us, and they are a result of what God has done in our lives. And now we take delight in these things. God has prepared them in advance for us to do. And that, my friends, is the beauty of the gospel. You don't add anything to it. God lets you partake in it, but he is the one. He is the potter. He is the one who's forming you into the image of his son. And he is the one who is conforming you to his image and likeness more and more each day as you walk with him. So I think it's great assurance to know that our lives are in the hands of the Father whom has called us to the Son so that we could know Him and love Him. And I want to read uh, a passage in John chapter 10, verse 27. And I hope this gives you a little more clarity on the subject. So verse 27 says, John chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. Very, very amazing scripture and very clear that the ones that the father has in his hand they cannot be snatched from his possession because he is the one who already paid for them. He paid for them with blood. The son paid with blood and has redeemed us through his sacrifice. And now we cannot be snatched by the enemy, by the world, by our own flesh, because God will see it that his work that he has begun in us will be finished when he returns. Yeah. And I, I also want to take you guys to um, another passage in, in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 20. Um, this is like right before God um, gives the Ten Commandments, right? Um, he says in verse 2, I'm going to read from verse 1. And God, spoke to, and God spoke all these words. Verse 2, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So God saved them, right? He, he brought them out of slavery from, from the land of Egypt. And now he, they are slaves of God. They are now saved. And then he tells us not to do, just, just to um, kind of put this in point one. Point one, he saved you first. And then point two, do this after. Now that you're saved, now do this. And then he gives it the Ten Commandments, right? He says not to do, not to lie, not to create idols, not to murder, not to, not to steal, right? He gives the Ten Commandments, right? Although we still fail to do them to this day, he then he um, we sin, we we sin, and we we have to go back to God. We we have to re reconcile ourselves to God. We this is where we we are still in the process of. Sanctification. Sanctification. And then 
he he is the one who saves. He's the one who forgives. There's there's no way you can you can save yourself because he has already saved you. And I'm not I'm not also saying that we all of us are saved. It's only those who are saved by him, those who have faith in him through Christ Jesus. Exactly. And you can only come to that faith by his grace. It's only by his grace and those whom he chooses to pretty much reveal himself to them. And when I say reveal, um, I'm not talking about um, God shows up in your bedroom and you see a white light um, and you think that it is God. Remember that the, the devil, he masquerades as an angel of light. So we do have to be careful with our experiences, the things that we see, and we can't just call everything that it is from God um, as if it were. So I'm not saying that when, whom he reveals himself to, when I say that, I say in your heart. He reveals himself and makes it known, gives you a heart of flesh so that you could believe with all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your, your mind, your strength, with everything you believe that there is a God in heaven, that Jesus did come. He died on a cross for your sins. And because of his sacrifice, you've been justified and you are now in him. So God reveals himself to those whom he pleases. If you want to read a little more about this, go ahead and read Romans chapter nine and um, you'll be more enlightened on the subject. But eight nine, eight, also eight, because that one's also a very, just yeah. read the whole entire book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Romans chapter 8 and 9. Uh, and of course, you should read the whole book at some point. Uh, but referring to what we're talking about, it says that. So um, kind of like what Brian was saying in ch uh, verse 2 of Exodus 20 is kind of like the formula that what God uses in the New Testament as well with the writers. It is says, the same, actually. It's he says... Yeah, he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And then he goes on to command them, you shall have no other gods before me. And then he continues to give them the law. So remember, first it's what God does, and then it's the command. Yeah. So he, he commands those who are his. Uh, let's be clear, guys. The Ten Commandments, although everyone will be judged by them according to the Ten Commandments, because it is the perfect law of God, what God is doing here is he's giving these commands to his people. I mean, even notice the context. He's not giving the Ten Commands to pagans. He's not giving the Ten Commands to the Egyptians. He's not giving the Ten Commands to any other people but the people of Israel, whom he's called out of Egypt. I mean, he even called them out of Egypt just to refer to them. So mm -hmm. something to note here is that God gives his commands, his decrees, his word, everything to those who are his. Yeah. So a Bible being read by someone who does not know God will be foolishness. It would be nonsense to those people, but to those who are his, just like we read in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice is what the son is saying about his sheep. We hear the voice of the living God through his word and we are obedient. We are obedient to it. it it's funny how, People think that because, okay, first thing, first things first, God chose you, right? Yep. That means you have already been chosen by God. You are saved already. And then they're adding um, works to it. 
it's it's a funny thing to just keep looking back on. It's like you although you're saved, keep doing the works in order to receive your salvation. <laughs> yeah. How can you lose it when you already have your salvation because of Jesus Christ? Exactly. Who are we to call what God has called clean? Who are we to call it unclean? <laughs> We're no one. We 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 don't have that power. No. So friends, with all this being said, we want to encourage you, if you are walking in the Lord, if you truly um, have had a heart that has been renewed, if you've been born again of the Spirit, as we were saying, some of the, some of the fruits of this is the fact that you believe in God, um, you follow His commands, you try your best to, to be holy as He is holy, you seek Him, you love Him, you love His Word, you love his law, you love the things that are his and you hate what is evil. If this is the case for you, and I'm not saying you're going to do this perfectly because we can't, but if this is you, then you should uh, be assured, not according to me, I cannot assure anyone of their salvation, but according to the Bible, those who love the things of God and hate what is evil and fear the Lord, it is because they know the Lord. So take great pleasure and assurance in that. And as always, examine your heart, examine your motives, go before the Lord. And if you're unsure, you know, say, Lord, I am unsure of my salvation. Give me assurance, get into his word and you will receive assurance there of what God is expecting of you now as a child of God, as a slave of the gospel. And for those of you guys who are listening and you don't feel any of that, then all I can tell you is, you need to turn to God wholly. You need to, to repent of your sins. You need to seek him while he can be found. And you need to ask and beg God for mercy, for grace. And the Bible also tells us that he will not turn anyone away who comes to him wholeheartedly. And we believe that because that is what the word of God says. So if that is the case and you have a, a tug in your heart or something you know, go to the Lord and ask him for mercy, repent of your sins, turn away from them and ask the Lord to conform you to his image. Ask him for mercy, ask him for grace. And the Lord will not turn you away when you do it with a truly repentant heart. So we want to leave you guys with that. Have assurance in your salvation according to the word of God, not according to what anyone else will tell you or according to any works you can do. Do not rely on your works because when you rely on your works, the moment you fail, you will be pretty miserable when you realize that it's, when you realize that you pretty much, you, you didn't hit the mark, which is what sin means in the Greek. It's missing the mark. So we miss the mark when we rely on our works. But we, when we put our whole faith and trust in Christ and his finished work, we cannot miss because we have the Savior. So thank you guys very much for joining us here at AOTV, Alpha and Omega TV. I don't know if Brian wants to say anything or we're just going to end on that. Don't chase the wind. <laughs> don't chase the wind, which is a reference to Ecclesiastes. Everything is vanity, a chasing of the wind. So ladies and gentlemen, we leave you with that. Chase the Lord, chase righteousness, pursue God and his word and turn to him.
right now while there's still life. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This has been Franco and Brian here at AOTV. We are signing out for tonight. Over and out.